0: Welcome everybody, I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for pre retirement Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future, and I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show... Your vision will be transformed and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, business, and families over the past two decades and proud to say I've never lost a dime of my clients' money. Now, pre-retirement is plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. What I do is I invite some amazing guests, because as far as I'm concerned, pre is a huge subject, and there's lots of things that you should be aware of. Something you really should be aware of right now are the six ways that Obama has broken Obamacare promises, and what next. You know, he's threatened to call out anyone misre- misrepresenting Obamacare, but the only ones misrepresenting are the Obama administration. Kevin Price of The Price Business shows six ways Obama is the one who has misled and broken promises and what we can expect next. Kevin Price is the publisher and editor in chief of U.S. Daily Review and host of The Price Business on 1110 AM KTEK in Houston, Texas. He is the author of Empowerment to the People and has twice received the George Washington Honor Medal in Communications from the Freedom Foundation at Valley Forge. His column is nationally syndicated and he's a frequent guest on major media around the country, including Fox News, Fox Business, and other networks. Kevin, it's great to have you here today.
1: Thank you. By the way, it's Price of Business is my show. Price of Business, but I'm glad to be with you. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: I'm glad you're here. I think you have some really good things to share with everybody. Um there's just so much information of, that I mean nobody has a clue what this what the obamacare what is it really what does it mean? Uh, are we going to be able to keep our own health care plan under this obamacare? What's going on with it?
1: Yeah, well that uh, that is the uh the million dollar question that people are asking and and probably Probably should be because uh, it had it came with so many promises, many of which are broken, which we'll talk about, uh, you know, in, in this second. I really appreciate the time to visit about it, but uh, it also came with a lot of fear, particularly with people who are familiar with socialized medicine. Uh, in my own personal story, my my mom was directly from England. She literally came off the off the boat. Uh, she was a war bride, from World War II. And, uh, she literally came off the boat, and, uh, my grandfather actually died under Britain's socialized medicine program because, uh, they, they were told, my family was told it didn't make sense to do certain procedures because it didn't make economic sense because of his age and the fact that he had been retired. And, uh, people hear that, and that's shocking to them, but that's how government health care works. They, you know, they've got the same challenges of coming up with money as the private sector programs do. And the way they can rationalize it and, uh, you know, make the program, quote, work is by rationing health care, by preventing people from receiving it because it doesn't, quote, economic sense. And so um, it's been interesting to see what happens.
0: It, it is interesting. And, uh, boy, I've sure heard a lot about Uh, all the taxes and things that are built into it. How how do you think Obamacare is gonna affect our deficit?
1: Well, um, yeah, and there's, you know, roughly 20% of the economy uh, is moving now completely under uh, government uh, control, under government healthcare. Uh, Actually, it's closer to a quarter of the economy. Um, Obviously, the uh, costs, the deficit costs are exponential. In fact, Way beyond what uh, was suggested by the administration, based on the numbers that are coming from the uh, Congressional Budget Office. Um, and by the way, that's a bipartisan office; it's controlled by both the House and the Senate. It's not just a propaganda arm of the House, as uh, as some uh, proponents of uh, Obamacare would have you believe. Um, it's 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 devastating on on a lot of different fronts.
0: Yeah. So do uh, do you know anything about the taxes i uh, that's a lot of what I hear about is how much taxes are going to be built into this that we really don't even know about
1: yeah it's in, it almost you know what's very interesting is to see business owners who are now putting in the cost of obamacare into their uh, into their tax um you know uh situation uh promise one of the promises in that article. Promise number five, by the way, the article is available at usdailyreview.com. Uh, it's in the business section. Um, Obama said that under my plan, no family making less than 250000 a year will see any form of tax increase. And, you know, and that's your typical pandering your typical uh, politics of us against them that that socialists and progressive uh, governments uh, always like to use that kind of uh, um, rhetoric uh, but the reality is is that Obamacare contains 18 separate tax hikes fees and penalties many of which heavily impact the middle class and class in fact according to um, the Heritage Foundation all the other Obamacare's taxes and penalties will accumulate to over $770 billion in new tax revenue over a 10-year period. Among the taxes that will hit, uh, will hit the middle class are the individual mandate tax, the medical device tax, and new penalties and limits on health savings accounts and flexible spending accounts. In addition to that, you've got the situation where these businesses are being heavily taxed. You now shop at some businesses. They put on your receipt the tax that they're having to have to pay as a result of Obamacare. And people are really naive. Uh, businesses never pay taxes. It, it, the quicker we can figure that out, the quicker we can have accountable government. Businesses never pay taxes. Businesses are tax collectors. And so uh, things like health care and, and uh, taxes uh, that the uh, government imposes on businesses are paid for by all, our purchases from that company. And so um you know the quicker we can realize that uh really the, way, the quicker we can change the way we govern
0: you know you're you're so right and and it's really it's really so confusing i've had had a few people that have been on my show and and there's so much there's so much in there like you were talking about I guess your uncle or someone who has My
1: grandfather. Yeah.
0: grandfather. Now, mm-hmm. is that the same setup that they have here basically that uh the older people they're going to determine that well, you know, you're older, you don't get this we won't fund that procedure now. They're actually going to cut stream some of the care that they would give older people. Is that kind of what They you're uh
1: saying? we don't we don't know how that is going to look until it's you know, implemented, and we're nowhere near there thanks to all of the delays that Obama's had to do, Uh, which, by the way, is going to probably change the way this program ends up being anyway, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment, but the language is explicitly clear in the law that no one read, as Nancy Pelosi pointed out, until it was passed. I mean, it's bizarre how we govern these days, but it talks about panels Professional panels that will ascertain what type of treatment an individual should have. The language is pulled directly out of Massachusetts' uh, socialized healthcare law that Mitt Romney uh, put into law, and they do now curtail treatment for certain people based on financial issues. They essentially have death panels in work at work in Massachusetts. Wow! So it'll be the same
0: way nationwide. Wow! So if you don't have money, you're not going to you're not going to live.
1: Right, it's the same.
0: Really, it's it's very similar to what it was before. Uh,
1: You know, uh, which was supposed to be the whole basis for the socialized medicine. But now it's more overt, more pernicious, and with fewer options of data available to you. And in fact, for the vast majority, unless you were a, you know, under the old system, uh, unless you were um, here illegally, uh, if you really couldn't afford it, they they set up for you to be on uh, on. Medicaid I mean that that simply is what took place before and it appears because of all these delays We keep hearing about and they wonder what those delays are going to translate into first of all those delays are happening because Democrats particularly Democrats who voted for Obamacare, but really anyone with a D after their name are Are fighting for their political lives? They're having an existential battle right now uh, because of their association with with Obama and Obamacare and so Obama is trying to delay uh, those in order to help these guys get reelected, because the last thing Obama wants in the last two years of his administration is uh, you know nothing but Republicans in both houses of Congress, pretty likely actually. Uh, and so uh, he's trying to trying to you know help his his allies. So as a result, all we're seeing uh, Ed Heiselmer of the Heritage Foundation. I interviewed him on my program on the Price of Business. And Ed uh, pointed out uh, that uh, the reality is is that all this is now becoming is an expanded version of Medicaid. It's not even, it's not going to even be anything remotely like what he envisioned it to be. And the reason why is because Democrats will be concerned about all of their candidates getting killed politically by these until infinity, you know, or at least for years to come. So they'll keep kicking the football of implementation for years to come. That's right. what he believes. I think he's probably right.
0: Right. Right. That makes sense. So how is Obamacare going to affect our premiums? I'm
1: sorry? How will Obamacare...
0: Our premiums?
1: Oh, uh, That's a good question. Uh, on average, uh, most people are paying anywhere from 50 to 75% more uh, in dropping a, their old plan and picking up an Obamacare plan. Um, It's creating all kinds of distortions for uh, businesses, for their health insurance. Uh, Of course, mandates that didn't exist before, being imposed in an onerous way, uh, Hobby Lobby being a great example is going to force some of these companies, because Hobby Lobby, because of their beliefs, they're not supporting abortion. They're simply not going to do it. And some of the birth control methods are essentially Abortion. If you're intellectually honest, they're abortion. And IUD is an, is an abortion. It isn't effective unless you're pregnant. They're not going to fund that, you know, and props to from sticking to their guns. But you know what's going to happen is they're going to have to pay a huge penalty as a result of not doing that. And, uh, and so um, it's creating all kinds of distortions. The reason why people's premiums are going up 50 to 75% is because of the fact that uh, before, when we had a more free market system, Warts and all, you had a lot more flexibility of what you got. I'm a 52-year-old man. As a 52-year-old man, I didn't have to have pregnancy coverage. I have to under Obamacare. Even though, even if I were a 22-year-old man, I couldn't get pregnant. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: That's how bizarre. And they, and they automatically rate that, and that becomes a part of their risk, reminding people what insurance is. It's risk management. And so they automatically charge you for the risk management, even if it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. That sure doesn't make sense. That You know, people don't seem to know whether they have insurance or not or, you know, who's covered, and it's like mass confusion. Even my dad, he's you know, 94 years old, and he's been with the same doctor. He got notice that his insurance didn't cover it, the prescription, nothing worked anymore. And here's someone, 94, he can't figure this out, you know, and I know there's a lot of people like that there are just, in a mass confusion, what do you tell those people? What what are they supposed to do?
1: Well, uh, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> call their congressman.
1: On. Call their congressman would be one thing, you know. And and it seems kind of trite, you know. But uh, but definitely call their congressman. Call their president. Uh, you know. uh You know. Make rattle some rattle some cages. Don't let uh, let this go without uh, without attention. Talk to a quality financial advisor get lots of financial help. If you can opt out of Obamacare, uh, you know, there's organizations like uh, uh, Christian Care MediShare, which I strongly support and advocate for. There's a lot of organizations, and I support many others that are just like that. Look into possibly being a part of a program like that uh, that allows you to opt out, which is a voluntary program, not even insurance, but allows you to opt out of Obamacare without having to have to pay the fines and uh it puts you in a situation where people of similar beliefs and values are sharing one another's uh bills and, and this has been going on now, now since uh and for many of these programs since the 1980s and they've never defaulted on a single one of their bills and and to me I would you know I would be looking into that, those types of options
0: that that sounds really good that is, that's the uh, brotherhood or Christian they everybody
1: there's several of them yeah there Christian care them Medicare out there.
0: yeah
1: uh Brother's Keeper, I think is one of Brothers them Keeper, uh,
0: right. yeah. yeah, and
1: they're all to well, I can tell they have great fiduciary uh, soundness,
0: uh-huh. and
1: uh you know what and, and for being a Christian myself, I like to support financially other Christians, I don't want to be subsidizing people's promiscuity. <laughs> People's alcohol abuse, people's smoking abuse—you do those right. things. They don't want—they don't want to support one another. That's one of the reasons why, the, among the many reasons why, their costs are so much more contained.
0: Right, right. Well, so what's going to happen? Is Obamacare going to? Does it protect Medicare? Does that still work, or what happens? Actually, to that? according
1: to uh, uh, the Heritage Foundation. Um Ed Heiseleyer, uh he's he's pretty convinced all it's going to do is is radically expand Medicare. That's all we're seeing so far. Almost everyone getting added, the vast majority getting added are Medicare type recipients. Ninety percent. Oh. Well
0: okay. and, and what
1: they've done is re identify Ninety percent of them are gonna to have to ninety percent of all these new people that he's been having a parade about woohoo, look at the progress we're making. 90% yeah. of them need a subsidy in order to participate. How's that going to help us in the uh, in the cost side?
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, the original cost was supposed to be under $1 trillion, and now it's looking at something like, what is it, 1.36 or something like that?
1: Well, Senator Jeff Sessions and the Senate Budget Committee staff who uh, commissioned the Government Accounting Office report on, on this that, that came out a few months ago, Translated the 75-year per percentage estimate into today's dollar amounts, it'll be 6.2 trillion dollars over the next 75 years. By the way, okay, that's at that article at uh, UFSaleReview.com.
0: Wow, and and so again, everybody needs to go to your site and check these articles out. That's incredible. That, yeah. um, you know, so well. we'll Will Obamacare cover every American as they've been promising? About that,
1: um, I, I, I don't see how because of these uh, because they keep treating the mandates, uh, you know, these deadlines that we keep hearing. I think there's at least four or five now that have passed. That he said, no, 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 we'll, we'll give it until 2015. No, we'll give it to 2016. The problem is, is that people are going to be running for a re-election in 2016 and 2018. And as long as people are running for re-election, they're going to keep kicking that. And and as long as they keep kicking that, you're not going to get the 100% coverage that it promised.
0: You, you know, it makes no sense. I mean, I've been hearing, uh, you know, on mainstream media that Medicare is about to just disappear. So then they add this to that whole system. It doesn't does not seem sustainable. I don't even know what. How are they going to do this? Oh, it's crazy. So. Yeah. Um, and then there's employee employer mandate, right? Most companies will have to provide and pay for the expensive um, government health insurance, right? Is that correct? Yeah,
1: unless you decide to opt out and then they'll be paying severe penalties like Hobby Lobby, I think, will probably be forced to do.
0: Oh, wow. Hobby Lobby
1: isn't going to pay for abortion, you know, and props yeah. to them for, 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 for them for doing that. Um, but Good they're going to, you know, as a result, they're going to have to pay penalties.
0: Wow. Isn't that insane? Okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. so what do you think? Do you think Obamacare is going to cover every American as promised?
1: Well, Sid, I don't see how I don't see how it can. For it to cover everyone as promised would require um, those mandates that they keep, deferring to the future and as long as politicians are up for re-election which that could change you never know we're becoming more and more totalitarian every day who knows uh rule of law is becoming laughable in this country and people don't seem to care here in houston texas the fourth largest city in america on election day in a primary only 100,000 people voted in a town of three million people you tell me if people care you're and kidding. so, and, and we're better than most cities. And so, uh, but as of now, I don't see it happening. What I what I envision is that Obamacare becomes an expanded version of Medicaid. That's all it becomes. And all it does is put financial strain on an already strained uh, Medicare system. But if you'd like, I've got several of these promises he, he's made, and we could talk about each of those if you'd like.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Go
1: ahead. So, one of the ones he said is that if you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan, period. And we've got, you know, I mean, it's been laughable to watch the YouTube videos of them <laughs> doing that over and over and over and <laughs> over again. The reality is is that millions of Americans have lost and will lose their coverage due to uh, Obamacare. You know, and we're now hearing horror stories of people who have been in Ob- Obamacare limbo. They got rid of their other plan. They signed up for the so-called Obama care plan, but it didn't completely get processed because of the problems with the bureaucracy and of the technology. And we're talking about people who are being settled with hundreds of thousands of dollars of personal debt and inadequate uh, care in the hospital because they were just obeying what they thought they were doing was obeying the law of the land. We're going to be hearing more and more stories about this. It's been reported It's been reported over 4.7 million health insurance cancellations as a result of Obamacare.
0: Say that one more time. Say that again. It's been
1: reported reported that over 4.7 million health insurance plans have been canceled because of Obamacare. Wow. (laughs)
0: Great.
1: Another promise that the president made was that uh, he says that that means that no matter how we reform health care, We will keep this promise to the american people if you like your doctor you'll be able to keep your doctor period that's another one of those things that we saw over and over in a laughable form uh, on uh you know on the on the youtube uh, videos and the reality is as many americans are not able to keep their current doctor without paying extra and the whole the whole underpitting philosophically allegedly ostensibly was to reduce costs not paying extra People are going, what the heck? What's this extra for? And uh, mm-hmm. rightly so. And so um, it's uh, it's uh, scandalous to see uh, what's happening in that front. And I've I got to tell you, there's very few things that are more personal than the relationship between a person and his or her doctor. And to have that being intervened by and moderated by and controlled by the government is uh, beyond the realm of reason.
0: Wow, really? you know looking you know looking at some of these pages that of each each page has some way that that they are tapping in that they can actually tap into your bank accounts to compel you to pay any pockets out of electron like everything getting totally into your life and having access to all your personal payoffs and oh man Page sixty-five provides a political payoff from the Democrats and Obama—a special subsidized plan for retirees and their families and unions, community groups yep. like Acorn. I mean, it's—it's yep. it's, there's It's just like a, a a web of of insanity. And how? Co- and you know what happens when people are sli- asleep? It usually takes a catastrophic something to wake them up. I guess. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Know? that's right and and it'll be a a lot of personal tragedies like my grandfather that are allowed to pass away on a death panel because it doesn't make economic sense rationing is the only way government can save money and they're the only ones who can legitimately get legitimately get away with it because of the power they have if insurance companies tried this form of rationing that death panels would produce you and i both know what what would happen
0: right right
1: it just can't can't happen another one of uh promises uh, promises obama made one of the more juicy ones he said that in a, in an Obama, Obama administration will lower premiums by up to $2,500 for a typical family per year. The reality is, is that premiums have gone up for almost everyone as a result of this. According to Heritage, on an average, consumers in 42 states will see the premiums in the exchanges increase, many by over 100%. For people with employer-sponsored coverage, costs also continue to increase. For families premiums from two thousand and nine when Obamacare began to you know to take uh, tr- get tracked into two thousand and thirteen with much of it already implemented have increased premiums have increased by an average of almost three thousand dollars a year over twenty nine hundred dollars a year for mm-hmm. families and so and the reason why is because all of a sudden your kid uh, can't you know is is a, is a dependent until twenty six years old. Really? Um, really? Oh, I want out of my house at 26. Uh, my kids don't usually make it to 20 years old in my house. Um, you know, uh, all of a sudden under Obamacare, if you figure out as a as a person under the age of, I think it's under the age of 21, uh, if you don't declare your um, pre-existing condition, an insurance company is required to cover you anyway, you can lie and you can get coverage under pre-existing condition. Again, insurance is in the risk management business. How do you manage risks like that? That's impossible. That's the kind of that's the kind of shenanigans this government is doing. Whereas the state of Texas, years for years now, has uh, had a high risk pool where you pay a little bit more. The government helps a little bit, kicks in a little bit. The government kicks in a little bit. But it makes sure that everyone can get coverage in the state of Texas without crippling the insurance system and the idea of risk management. That's the kind of thing that Obamacare would do if we cared about lower prices rather than, really, government control. Because that kind of risk management is going to lead to government control. Because insurance companies can't
0: sustain it. Right, right. So. There's no guarantee Americans can keep their doctor. They are going to may lose their health health plans. They have worsening health care, higher premium, higher taxes. Anything else you'd like to share? What oh, else? yeah. I mean,
1: it goes on. I've got several more, actually. Uh, another one of his promises. I actually have ten promises, in okay. fact, in, the, in this particular article. For the uh, 85, this is another Obama quote, for the 85 and 90% of Americans who already have health insurance, which makes me wonder why we need a program that would take this huge part of the economy into government's control, almost uh, 20, roughly 25% of the economy. He says, this thing's already happened, and their only impact is that their insurance is stronger, better, and more than secure than it was before. Full stop. That's it. They don't have to worry about anything else. That was an Obama promise. The reality is, is that Obamacare imposes certain new benefit mandates on those with employer-sponsored coverage, which is a majority of Americans. That means that we're paying significantly more. How much more? Again, since uh, 2009, roughly $3,000 more a year.
0: Mm. Whoa. Crazy.
1: Yeah, this is uh, unbelievable. He said that, In uh, he said that I will not sign a plan that has one dime To our deficits, either now or in the future. (laughs) The reality is, is according to the Government Accountability Office, Obamacare is unsustainable. Obamacare was passed into law relying on a wide variety of unrealistic budget projections. It's amazing. You know, it's like uh, Mark Twain said, there's lies, damnable lies, and statistics, and these guys are masters at uh, at those. A more realistic assessment reveals that it will be a multi- trillion dollar budget buster the government accountability office estimated the cost of Obamacare over the long term if certain cost containment measures were overridden under that alternative scenario which assumes that historical trends and policy preferences continue the GAO found that Obamacare would increase the primary deficit by almost one percent of the total Gross domestic product. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, and, some, and like I said before, Senator Sessions pointed out uh, that translates into six point two trillion dollars over right. to the next seventy five years. That's real money by any standard.
0: No, really, that you know, that's insane. And and then what is it now? I think Gallup just did a poll. They found like forty percent of the small businesses now are having. They're, they've frozen hiring.
1: Right. Absolutely. Any company that is going to be directly affected by Obamacare is going to have to do those type of things. And people who do, who hate to see our jobs exported overseas, how do, how do you blame an entrepreneur for doing that when the government is literally putting a gun next to their head to uh, come up with cost savings?
0: Right. Right.
1: We are to, you know who the chief exporters of jobs are around the world from the United States. The United States government. Why? By forcing businesses to figure out ways of keeping their products or services affordable.
0: Wow. So, so they're basically the the small businesses now have to. A lot of them are letting go of their full time employees too, right?
1: Uh, if they're if they're under uh, fifty employees, they're still able to navigate a lot of this, but they're feeling a lot of pressure. I know one thing: if they're not interested in hiring as they try to figure out how to navigate more, navigate yeah. through this. Right. And you know, and the problem is, is all this has a ripple effect. And so, when mid market and enterprise level companies begin to let people go because they're trying to sustain this, that'll have a rip- ripple effect over the entire economy.
0: Well, you know, I even know in my area that I've run into quite a few nurses that have lost their jobs. I don't really understand why, but that even they seem to be losing their jobs.
1: Uh, that That's beyond my uh, yeah. comprehension. My my guy tells me that's going to be one of the only growth industries is nurses, okay. and they'll be replacing medical doctors. Oh.
0: Okay. So, yeah, right.
1: the, 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 yeah. NP, the NP... Will be uh, the nurse practitioner is going to be your tactical physician in the years to come, not an MD. It's going to be an NP.
0: Wow. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Give, me, uh, give, give us another uh, lie or failed promise. Uh, here's another
1: one that the, the president uh, said a lot on the campaign trail back in 2008. Whatever ideas exist in terms of bending the cost curve and starting to reduce costs for families, businesses, and government those elements are in the bill. That's what he said in 2008. Reality is is that health spending is still rising and is projected to grow at an average rate of 5.8% between this year until 2022. 5.8 every year between now and then. While growth in health spending has been slower recently compared to the past, that's largely due to the sluggish recovery. Let's face it, a lot of companies that had health insurance have cut them Uh, immediately because of uh, the meltdown of 2008 and 2009. Um, Obamacare's new entitlements will help drive greater health spending in 2014 and beyond. In fact, we're already seeing it. Every report we're getting uh, sees that. And one of the things you've been talking quite a bit about and alluding to is what's the future of of, uh, Medicare. And uh, one of the promises the president made is I will protect Medicare. He said that repeatedly. Um, the reality is, is that Obamacare is cutting Medicare spending. Obamacare makes unprecedented and unrealistic payment reductions to Medicare providers, which is why so many medical doctors are getting out of uh, at least insurance-covered health care and are going to uh, uh, plastic surgery and um, other optional type of medicine because they don't want to deal with the government anymore. And Medicare Advantage plans, In order to finance the new spending in the law the cuts amount to over 700 billion dollars in cuts to uh providers from 2013 to 2022 according to the heritage foundation if congress allows these franconian reductions to take place it will significantly impact seniors ability to access care this is shocking to me because you know it's like uh, the jewish vote and the senior vote and the black vote. These people are being utterly obliterated, all of these groups, by Obama's policies, yet they continue to be like people following Obama wherever he tells them to go. It's shocking to me.
0: AARP
1: should be all over Barack Obama for this.
0: Right, right. Oh, really? Boy, I didn't know there was so much. Gee, what, this, else? You're, what else? Very
1: far reaching. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's insane, there, you know. And I, and I look at it; it's just, it's just no wonder nobody wants to deal with it. It's just such a mess that it's just unwrappable. You can't reach, you can't, you know, get manage it. They can't manage, let alone what the people can't manage. And it's something like sixty percent of people expect everything's going to be worse. you know, and what their only option is going to be to vote, is that it, or opt into a, um, an alternative. Uh, care, Christian Care, Medicare, or whatever they have set up, right? Yeah, I
1: expect those to explode, and then I expect the government to uh, discontinue that exemption. <laughs> 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 that's typical of how the government works, right? Oh, that's working too well. We have to take that over,
0: right? And evidently th- that he's he's changing things without even going through Congress now.
1: Yeah, he works. He pretty much works on autopilot. Oh, Silly right. things like uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, separation of powers, the Constitution, checks and balances—he finds those to be a nuisance. You know, he told U.S. Uh, U.S. News and World Reports. He said in an interview, "I can see why dictators get um, tempted by that level of power." Well, I don't know about you, but that bothers me that I have a president with that temperament.
0: Oh yeah, you don't know what they're doing in the back room, or what you're going to wake up to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
1: interesting about about this guy. He's not very shy about it. He, he'll be proud to have an announcement. We've passed this into law. We've made this law. We've done that. The only upside to all this is, uh, you know, and Jimmy Carter did a lot of this. Of course, Obama did this on steroids. But uh, Jimmy Jimmy Carter did a lot of this as well. And under Reagan, he literally, Reagan literally eliminated thousands of pages of the, of uh either uh, excessive regulations that were produced by the various agencies uh, because of discretion they got from Congress, similar to what agencies get today, and huge numbers of those executive orders. Because, you know, like like um, Obama, Carter didn't get anything passed in Congress either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, the lame ducks. Right. But, yeah, and of course Car- Obama's had a problem all along. Think about how little he got done uh, with the majority in both houses. Think about the shenanigans in the deal making he had to do in order to get a Obama care done with a majority in both houses of Congress. This guy has not been an effective legislator, and the reason why is because he's an ideological extremist. He's not, you know, there's no basis of reality in anything he wants to uh, you know, pursue. I uh, got a couple more of, his, of those promises if okay. you want them.
0: Sure, sure, late on us.
1: If, if we can stomach any more,
0: I don't uh, know. Hey, he's, Go ahead.
1: He said that I'll sign a universal health care bill into law by the end of my first term as president that will cover every American. That's a question that you've asked now uh, a few times. And that's a question everyone's asking. He said, despite spending nearly, this is what Heritage said rather, despite spending nearly $1.8 trillion in new spending from 2014 to 2023, the law falls far short of universal coverage. Indeed, Obamacare is projected by the CBO to leave 31 million, roughly 10%, uninsured after a decade of full implementation. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't include the huge number of people uh, of, that won't be enrolled because the government continues to postpone enrollment, you know, the mandates. Uh, they You know, they postponed the small business mandates. They Postpone the big business mandate, they postpone at least parts of the individual mandate this thirty one million that's a very conservative number It's probably going to be closer to you know fifty to sixty million. That's a huge chunk. Where's universal in that
0: mm. what so these these numbers that you hear on major media they're saying you know seven eight million have signed up is that is that felonious I mean is that because i've heard no that's before. correct but
1: but I, i'll put into perspective what that means that's two percent of the population
0: <laughs> oh,
1: okay that helps you know, yeah yeah, yeah you put that in perspective. that's not a lot of people um uh-huh. second of all 90 percent of these people are going to require government subsidies in order to afford this coverage where the idea behind all these people being expanded into the coverage was to help reduce costs these were going to be contributors the magic to this, the magic key, if you will, was young people. And they ain't signing up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're like, right. they're like well, wait, you know, they're
1: waiting for a piano to fall on their head before they go to the hospital. <laughs> they're not right. signing up for this. It you know, this is, yeah. the, like like 40% of, of young adults up to the age of uh, 26, 40% of them are living at home. They can't yeah. get a job in this economy. How in the world do you expect them to sign up for something like this?
0: Right. That's another
1: group. Remember I listened to Blacks. The seniors, the Jews, this is another group that is like, "When in the world are you going to realize what this administration is doing to you? It has right. been so damaging to young people It's yeah. unbelievable
0: it uh, really I've heard so much about that this next generation are just going to be a generation of live at home um and not work and just you know play their their games on their computer. Yeah, and I, I'm not so
1: sure about the last part, but it, it's really hard when you don't have options. It's right. really hard. Government, You know, government's answer to improving the situation is to create a bigger barrier between the employee and the employer by raising minimum wage. What would justify an increase of minimum wage when you got 25% of those under the age of, uh, roughly 40% of those under the age of 26 living at home? These young people need a job. They need to be talking about sub-minimum wage, not increasing minimum wage. They need to be talking about getting the federal government out of the minimum wage entirely and letting the states determine what minimum wage should be so they could develop uh, policies in the individual states that would create competition among all the states to make sure none of them got too high.
0: Mm,
1: Right. That's what the founders originally had in mind, by the way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. So, Finally okay. my my last uh, my last uh uh lie if you will or promise <laughs> were broken. Um so this law means more choice, more competition, lower costs for millions of Americans. That's what we heard over and over again from the president. The reality is, is that Obamacare has not increased insurer competition or consumer choice, which we both know, know that's the only way you're going to make um, healthcare more affordable is competition and consumer choice. Uh, all of these plans should be portable. You should be able to buy plans in other states and use them in your states. Uh, you should make this entire marketplace, all of it, open uh, to people. Uh, if there's a plan I like in Washington State, I should be able to have access to that plan. That would increase competition for those who are competing primarily in this state. In the vast majority of states. The number of insurers competing in the state's exchange is actually less than the number of carriers that previously sold individual market policies in the state. And at the local level, for 35% of the nation's counties, exchange enrollees will have a choice of plans from only two insurers, that's a duopoly. In, in 17% of counties, consumers—17% of the counties—consumers will have a monopoly to choose from. Literally no choice.
0: Wow. And how do you lower
1: prices when there's no competition?
0: Right. Oh, my goodness. This this is creepier than I thought. It, I was reading something about that there's actually 159 new boards, agencies, and programs that the administration will work quickly to set up for more bureaucracy and all that good stuff. This just sounds like this whole... Other system is trying to be overlaid what's already here uh yeah. to try to change what we have. you know what the That's founding right. Fathers created is not what they're doing it's it's This is insanity at large.
1: <laughs> yes I agree by the way for the listener out there because I, I know a lot of your listeners will listen when they get ready to listen they may not uh, yeah. hear it, when it was originally broadcast mm-hmm. all they have to do is when they go to us daily com, us daily put in uh, in the search engine in the top right hand corner 10 broken promises and it will pop up very high in the search results results ten broken promises
0: great and so, what what they need to do is go there and read this article and maybe um maybe a few people might work up. So USdailyreview.com is where everybody wants to go. Um you know, Kaiser Foundation says that the average price of the family policy has risen 2200 dollars just in this last Obama administration. Yeah. per per family.
1: It's really incredible it's, it's <laughs> shocking, and again, you know the sheeple being being sheeple they're they're doing very little to hold this uh this uh, government accountable and uh, that's really you know it, it requires a free society can't exist unless everyone is vigilant about uh about keeping that freedom and, and clearly people aren't people are more interested and you know uh, what what reality t v show could survive? If a city as big as Houston, Texas, only provided a hundred thousand votes, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 shocking, you know. And and, and again, Houston's better than the vast majority of cities uh, out there, in my opinion, when it came to uh, when it comes to political accountability and political savviness. Uh, but uh, it's a hundred
0: thousand out of how many million?
1: We're about three million people. We're the fourth largest city in. in uh, yeah, we're the fourth largest city in America. We're by the end of this year, we'll probably be the third largest. Uh, Chicago will become number four, and we'll we'll supplant them. And uh, that's that's the paltry sum of people that voted on election day in the primary uh, here in in Houston. Now, the corollary to that—that that really shows people uh, how uh, a small number can make a huge difference. All those people who are sitting at home saying it doesn't matter if I vote or not. Think about it. Uh, what would it be like in a town of, of um, you know, 100,000 or a couple hundred thousand if, if, uh, if, if they're having comparable numbers, which from what I'm seeing in the numbers they are, we're talking about three or four people changing the way a representation looks. Right. You know, it really can be that profound. So I think the lesson learned is that uh, people need to uh, really have more of an ownership attitude when it comes to government.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, the last few races I don't it didn't seem like there was like a couple thousand difference between I mean towards the end it wasn't very much difference in in the numbers anyway. Um, very but, contested, heavily contested. Yeah. And, and we, so
1: that's that's you know that's that to me sets the sets the situation for uh, some potentially uh, powerful change. And you know, not hope not hopeless change like we uh-huh. got from Barack Obama. But uh potentially powerful change if people make a difference. And I th- I tell you right now, uh I don't care how cynical you are, you better choose to vote in two thousand and uh and fourteen for uh these House and Senate races are the prospects are extremely gloomy for uh for the country going forward. Extremely gloomy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean on any the last everything has been pretty gloomy. Anybody that they have so that's why people are so pessimistic, like, well, what difference if I vote what that's going to do? They don't really trust that they're even the numbers are being given right. I mean, nobody trusts the government. Nobody trusts when yeah. they vote that the numbers are being counted right. Or, oh, they're, they're not. Really-
1: in some cities, they're not, which is, unsadly, uh, means we have to show up in even bigger form. Right. You know, we have to. But in, in Mitt Romney's run in 2012 uh, in the city of Philadelphia, there's whole precincts. First of all, they're they're having elections in schools that on the wall has a giant uh, mural, a giant painting of Barack Obama on the wall looking over people's shoulders while they're voting in those precincts, which I find unfathomable. When I saw the picture, it had, you know, 1984 written all over it. It was incredible to me. Wow. But in these precincts in, in Philadelphia, um, not a single vote in several of these uh, ballots, not a single vote for Mitt Romney. But people who came out of them said, I voted for Mitt Romney, I voted for Mitt Romney. But but these votes were, you know, you'd think you'd have enough sense to give at least one vote to Mitt Romney, saw the hundreds who voted for Mitt Romney, uh, could say, Oh, that must have been my vote. But these people are so arrogant that they, uh, they, uh, question all the
0: votes. Oh, brother. So, so what, what, well, what, what's next? You know, people, are yeah, going, what next, right?
1: Right. And so p- people who have, have been, um, Uh, resistant to doing the mundane like election judges and watching campaigns and poll watching and things like that. They're no longer mundane. To me, they're existential for people's liberties. Uh, We've got to be willing to look at those types of things. We need to keep fighting for higher quality voting, not quantitative voting. Uh, Our current attorney general, he's advocating uh, felons given the right to vote. Um, Might as well, they're already uh, running government so uh why am I supposed to give them the right to vote, I guess is the idea. They want illegals to vote. You know, and um it uh, the reality is is that one of the founding principles of our government was uh voting was limited to people who had a vested interest in government. Uh if people were uh, were uh, uh not paying for government people should not vote for government Otherwise, how do you maintain small government if you got people who are benefiting from government but not spending taxes I know that sounds yeah. crazy in it right. you know, but 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 that was the common sense of the founding fathers that's how they kept government small for so long was by recognizing that if if, if uh, we let everybody vote how do you maintain fiscal responsibility well the reality is you can't
0: You right. can't do that right
1: and eventually you'll have people spending the financial futures of people who can't vote yet in order to buy the votes of people who can vote and what we've got now is a eight trillion dollar debt that uh sorry eighteen trillion dollar debt on the backs of uh of kids many many generations from now and and what you've got is is uh you know oppression of the non voting uh you know really majority. Because uh because they're not going in so many generations ahead of us. It's much larger than our current population that we've stolen from. It's really mind boggling if you think about it in those terms.
0: It is. It's really sad. It's it's it just threw off threw all the kids off the cliff, really. You know, yeah. for what they people yep. can get for themselves now instead of making changes. Well, wow, yes. Kevin, this is really enlightening. I'm so glad that you've been on our show and sharing this great stuff and I Want everybody that's listening to go to go to your site usdailyreview.com, dot com and pick out some of these articles. I'm sure you're going to have some more about this, right? And sure, what can we? You know, do you have any uh, another cherry on the top or anything that you would suggest for people?
1: I would suggest people uh, again uh, go back to the basics: uh, hold their congressman accountable, hold their senator accountable. Uh, if you're if you've got a primary state, a state where where a, a, a particularly a GOP incumbent is uh, up for re-election, uh, making his job harder. Uh, you know, these establishment Republicans uh, are just like establishment Democrats. They feel like they can do whatever they want, and they feel like they own their seat. And that attitude of entitlement really needs to be crushed. Right. Um, but they go back to the basics, and basics, so let's hold these guys accountable.
0: That's it. it you know holding uh, the holding them accountable, and you get a few people together it it can really do something that's what how it's set up, and people are still have, are breathing you know, so you have to participate. This has really been enlightening, Kevin. I really appreciate you having me on the show again. This is Chris Miller, the host of Ready Set. Retire. I think I'm going to call it refire. Wake up everybody <laughs> and create, <laughs> you know, create a new life and participate in what's happening. Um, you can reach out to Kevin at, at um, info at usdailyreview.com dot com, and you can reach out to me at chris k r i s at readyforpretirement.com dot com, and you can grab a free article I have over there on the three myths of financial planning because the whole Model is a big lie. I mean, they have they lie, the model that you have to risk your money to make money. Um, all of these systems, the health care, the money system, they've all been, you know, tweaked in the wrong way. So it's time to clear everything up. So again, Kevin, I'm really glad to have you here and look forward to talking to you again. All right. Have a great day. Okay, you too.
2: It don't matter Found out you can't take the curve at 85 My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions across my mind did i live did i love did i matter to someone did i give everything i had to give did i save any souls was i worried about my own was i haunted by the things i never did did i embrace each day with faith hope and laughter Did I matter? Did did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day? faith, hope, and laughter. Did I matter? Did did, did I matter? I hope I can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well. Cause when the curtain falls, there ain't no second chances and you don't want to ask yourself. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter, did I matter, oh, oh, oh. did I matter?